From the PSI AASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and today we've got a great guest. Becca Starr, an emerging leader, is joining us. Becca, thanks very much for taking the time to chat. Thanks for having me. So, Becca, what was it that got you interested in becoming a teacher of skiing? I think that is what I've always wanted to do. You know, when kids are like four and five and they want to be marine biologists, my sister actually wanted to be a whale. Um, I just wanted to teach skiing. You know, I was skiing from three or four or five and, you know, tutus and hats and just always loved it. And then when people started to think about having real jobs in high school and college, um, my heart always went back to the ski hill. That's just where I wanted to be. I would really like to explore your sister's desire to become a whale <laughs> in another show. I, <laughs> I don't think it's really gone away, actually. I think it's like still there somewhere. I mean, she cries every time she thinks about them. <laughs> <laughs> so you've really skied all your life. I mean, this is just who you are. Yeah, I grew up in Vermont, so kind of central area, Sugarbush North, uh, Mount Ellen for all those folks out there. Uh, and... Bolton and Burke and Stowe, of course. Uh, and, you know, my parents just really did it right. They got us skiing young, and it would be one lap on the magic carpet and then hot cocoa, and then another lap on the magic carpet and hot cocoa. And so we always just liked it. You know, it was never competitive. It was never um, for any sort of glory. And we just had fun. And that was so essential to me really falling in love with the sport. So as you grew and developed, at what point did you feel like, I'm ready to give teaching a try? Well, I think the love for the adaptive world really came first. You know, I was in high school and we had a really integrated high school. And so I started to see students and peers who were different than I was and who thought differently and who processed the world in different ways and was just fascinated by that whole community. And kind of tying those two interests together of saying, you know, how can we get these students who um, have so many special services and have so many areas and times when they're pulled out of classrooms and pulled out of situations to be kind of pointed out as different, and how can we say, like, hey, you're not that different. You can do all the things we all do and do all the things that we all love and can succeed at. And one of those huge things is, of course, skiing or snowboarding and just getting out on the snow. Uh, and so throughout undergrad down in Virginia, which is fairly snowless, um, that's always just kind of where my brain went with how can I tie those two loves together and adaptive skiing it. <laughs> There's a whole field for it. Now, we've been talking together for three minutes. I've known you for three minutes. I love your outlook on the world. <laughs> Thanks, George. It's, it's, um, yeah, a lot of people have helped me get here for sure. So I have a lot of good people in my life. You really, when you started teaching, you wanted to go straight into adaptive. Yeah, I found adaptive first. Um, my first season teaching, I was with um, Bozeman, Montana, Eagle Mount program up at Bridger Bowl, um, which if you haven't skied there, like go there now. I mean, it's just so fun, just so fun. And their program is huge and has all these incredible, passionate, skilled individuals who really love what they do, and they've been doing it forever. Um, and so I hopped in on them with kind of an internship program, and um, yeah, was hooked, just totally hooked, and that was 2014, I think. Yeah. 
and then found a program in a smaller part of the state over in Red Lodge. And I started working for the Eagle Mount down there. And it's uh, a little bit of a smaller program. We have fewer students, um, but this amazingly rad group of volunteers and staff who uh, just pour their whole hearts into everything they do every day. Now, Becca, I don't want to uh, get off the subject here, but I, I do want to bring up, I mean, how do you get instructors interested in coming into the program? I assume that's a big part of what you do. Uh because I know for me, I've had interest in teaching adaptive, but gosh, I would look at a monoski and just think, no way. There is no way I'm getting in that thing, and it terrifies me. Well, for sure. You know, our equipment is definitely like the flashy, fun, also terrifying aspect of what we do. Uh, a lot of what we do is stand-up skiing, and on the recruitment side, um, we're just visible, and we're there, and we just are as open as we can be to questions. Um, you know, there's a lot of curious stuff that goes on in an adaptive lesson and just being willing to kind of incorporate people who are looking on or seeing and say like, hey, you know, what, what's that fit ski? Like, what is this? And instead of just kind of saying, well, you know, it's, it's a fit ski. Really taking the time and say, hey, you know, this allows people who have different mobility to ski. And then that person will be like, oh, that's awesome. You know, I have a buddy who da 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 So just really connecting with the skiers, really connecting with the other ski school staff around, um, just letting them know we're here. And people really tend to come to us and say, hey, like, I know someone in this, or I'm interested in doing this, or um, I want to try it out. And so just not being pushy, but being present and really being positive. That was three Ps for you right there. I love it. <laughs> Not pushy, present, and positive. <laughs> so taking those three Ps, what do you look for <laughs> when uh, someone is applying for a job to the program? What What's the most important trait that you want? Well, we do mostly volunteer. So kind of coming from that volunteer standpoint, we just look for someone with good energy, just good vibes, someone who's psyched to be there, going to bring um, some skill and love and passion to the program. Um, one of our best volunteers was a music teacher all her life. And so she has this great kind of sense of play and music. And though she doesn't necessarily have a background in the adaptive community, um, she has a sense of play and she has a sense of fun. And that's, you know, you, we can give her all the other stuff. We can give her all the diagnosis information or all the ski skill information and all the teaching progression information. Um, but she just has that core, you know, fire. And that just makes her a great instructor. Now, you came into this. You said it's something you really wanted to do all your life. So you came into instruction really looking at it as a career. Yeah, I did. Uh, and now I'm actually in school to be an occupational therapist, which is just like kind of like billable adaptive skiing. Um, and it's a blast. And it's the kind of the same thing of, of tackling a situation with creativity and being able to look and say, all right, here we have a student. I need to get them to the same teaching progression. Um, but they learn differently. You know, maybe they can't hear very well, or maybe they can't see very well, or maybe um, they just learn differently than your kind of neurotypical student. And so that's a really fun, creative task to say, um, you know, this one's on me. This one's on me as a teacher to come up with a way to get this information across that's understandable to the student. And 
that's, I think, what most of us adaptive teachers love is, like, no no two students are alike, no two lessons are alike. And it, it never is particularly an easy job, for sure. Now, I would think you're learning some things in occupational therapy that you can bring to uh, the adaptive program as an instructor. I know going through physical therapy and lots of rehab, I've certainly brought a lot of the physical therapy into my lessons, and it works very well. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that, George, because I started school this past fall, and I feel like it's almost flipped. That the things that I've learned through PSA and through the adaptive world and the skiing world um, have just boosted me through the program. Um, just progression is how to get all, you know, the teaching cycle, the basic teaching cycle, how do you get all of this information across in 45 minutes? Um, and the anatomy things and thinking about cue angles and gait and, oh, what happens at your hip affects what happens at your foot. Um, and then from the adaptive world, all the diagnoses and all of the teaching tips um, really has prepared me well, actually, to be an OT. And certainly I'm bringing some things back from school, but I feel like it's more the other way around, from slope to school. Now, Becca, what was it like for you when you found out that you had been uh, nominated as a, an emerging leader or recognized as an emerging leader? It was pretty amazing. Um, I had kind of heard talk of it at some of our, our board meetings and kind of knew what was going on and what was happening over there. But it's a huge honor. Um, you know, I feel like some days you're on the slope and you have a lesson that just doesn't go how you think it's going. And, you you know, you're working with a volunteer who just doesn't seem to be kind of jiving with you and, and you have those kind of down moments and then something like that happens. You're like, all right, maybe, you know, maybe this thing I've said 16 times is, is kind of making an impact somewhere. Um, but it was a huge honor and I thank whomever nominated me from the bottom of my heart. I don't know who it is. Um, but there are so many amazing mentors out there, so many amazing skiers in all parts of the ski world and all parts of the bigger world for sure. Um, yeah, that gave me those skills to be here. So forever grateful to those guys. And where do you see yourself going from here? Well, hopefully finishing school. <laughs> that's one more year of, of sitting down in the classroom. That's kind of rough, but um, finishing that out and then hopefully being able to carve a career that does some stuff in clinic and then getting back on the snow as much and as soon as I can, you know, bringing some of that skilled OT stuff, um, but always finding that, that ski world again. You know, this past winter I was working weekends being in full-time school during the week, and, and those weekends were, like, just totally saving for me. Just so much fun. Now, no matter what discipline we're teaching, uh, we're really just dealing with people and sliding on snow. So teaching is teaching. What's a tip you can give us that will make us better instructors coming up this season? I think you nailed a lot of it with that. that, You know, everyone is a person, and we have to go back to that every day, every time we go out on a lesson. And I think a huge part of getting back to that is remembering why we loved skiing in the first place. Um, You know, sometimes we just get so deep into this technical stuff that we forget it was fun. And going back and saying, like, I love to sing Disney songs when I ski or you know, that hot chocolate at the end of the day was just like the best. And just remembering that will just boost those lessons and say like, hey, I just want to spread the love and then all that other stuff can come after. 
Emerging leader, Becca Starr, thanks so much for joining us on First Chair. Thanks so much, George. From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.